1: For over a century, the Michigan Central Station has served as a symbol of Detroit. What kind
0: of symbol? Well, that's changed over the years. All those people who looked at the train station said, look what a mess Detroit is, what a failure. If we can undo that, you can't ask for a better statement than that.
1: The hulking anchor of the city's Corktown neighborhood is going retro and mirroring the hope coming out of Detroit. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. It was the great American philosopher LL Cool J that said, don't call it a comeback, I've been here for years. Was he talking about the Michigan Central Station in Detroit? He was not, I don't think at least. But he could have been. The Central Station was built in 1913 and began as a shining beacon of the American powerhouse that was the burgeoning Motor City.
0: The Michigan Central Station opened in 1913 right when Detroit was really getting ready to accelerate. If you'll pardon the automotive pun. A lot of times the city's train station was the welcoming statement. That's the first thing visitors saw when they stepped into Detroit for the first time. So for that reason, a station that was that was showing at Detroit was a place on the map. It was one of the most important cities in the country. The depot helped make that statement. You know, over the years, partly because of Detroit's success and the automotive industry's success, train travel became less important. And then by the time we had... Airliners flying all over the place. Trains really just kind of slipped off. Eventually, it closed though in 1988, and you know for the last 34 years, it's been empty. That is the voice of Dan Austin.
1: He wrote the book on blight in Detroit twice. He also curates historicdetroit.org. As we fast forward to today, the station is getting a full makeover after being bought by Ford Motor Company in 2018. WWJ AutoBeat reporter Jeff Gilbert walked through the building last week with Richard Bardelli. He's in charge of Ford's station transformation.
3: It's a place where people can come and really get their hands dirty. We have shops going in, some great exhibit spaces for those makers that will end up coming to this building. We are now pretty much all done with this restoration on the front. That piece was carved out of one Full piece of stone. It took one guy 440 hours to carve that. The ceiling's completed. We had to touch 29,000 tiles that make up this ceiling in here. Every one of them had to be touched. You know, it's just a testament to the, the teams that came in and really worked on this. The main elevator lobbies are starting to now come together down at that end. We have three of the elevator cabs in place, and the other three are following pretty quickly behind it. This is the place where the community's gonna come. This is what it's going to be built out for, and um, to be a place that we can make sure that is open to not only Corktown, but Southwest Detroit, Hubbard Richard, Mexican Town. This will be the gathering place for that. For this transformation to even be
1: possible, the Central Station had to survive several attempts to tear it down. The most recent coming about 10 years ago.
0: City Council and then Mayor Ken Cockrell thought to use Obama's stimulus funding to tear it down, but luckily for everybody. There is a stipulation that if a building is on the National Register of Historic Places, which Michigan Central Station is, you cannot use federal funds to tear it down. So that went nowhere. And, you know, thank goodness for that. And that's why these historic preservation designations are so important, because it can save us as a people from making a really bad mistake. Help
1: me ride this mercy train. What happens when things are not preserved? There is no comeback if the building doesn't exist. That's exactly what happened to Royal Oaks Main Art Theater last month. It was reduced to rubble. This episode is about the chance to restore things if they're left intact or to make them better or to preserve them. Can you just talk about the finality of seeing the main in a pile of bricks?
2: Oh, it's devastated. There's no hope. You know, when you see the bricks, you see that pile. I saw a picture of the devastation. You know, in my mind, when I see the picture, I consider it to be a devastation to somebody else. It's an opportunity the hope is gone. There is no hope for that same exact experience again. Now, it can be replicated at other places, and that's what we try to do at the Senate Theater, and I know they try to do it at the Rester the Theater. That individual unique experience that you could have had at the main art only is gone forever. You know, even if it's sat dormant for a little while, there was still some hope that you could have had it again, but it's gone now. That right
1: there, that's the voice of Nick Baldwin. He's on the movie committee at the Senate Theater in Detroit, another art house theater. People in Detroit, they'll have the opportunity to go back in time by walking through the train station. They can stand exactly where others did 100 years ago and marvel at the insanely high ceilings. Listening to Nick, it does seem like a shame that the main art theater won't ever get a chance to have that treatment.
2: It gives you an opportunity to go back in time a little bit and experience cinema and experience art in a way that perhaps your parents or your grandparents would have. We are all, especially now post-COVID, we're all so distanced, and so separated from one another. I mean... It seems close when you're with somebody on Zoom for a moment, but, you know, going out with your girlfriend or taking your friends out to see a kung fu movie on a Saturday night, those are experiences that are unique and memorable. That's what they are to me. They are inspiring. That's what exactly why I put these on, because they're inspiring to me and they're inspiring to communities. And you build on that and you build on that. And that's what the part I love about it.
1: Landmarks are what they are because of symbolism, right? They make you feel a certain kind of way. But there is even a more innately human element at play here. The desire to get together, to be with friends or even strangers. Here's Nick from the Senate Theater one more time talking about life after the main.
2: It separates us. Now, just like anything and everything, everything's gone to streaming. That's the new platform, essentially, for our cinema. Initially, we would have gotten together. We would have gone to these places. We would have been a community. We've gone and seen these things now. We are the same way that there's this, you know, you have a meeting on Zoom or something. There's that distance. that creates this separation between us. We're not as strong of a community as we could be, as we were.
1: During Detroit's bankruptcy, the city became popular in a new and odd kind of way, urban exploration. The city was filled with abandoned and decrepit buildings. The train station became the image that encapsulated Detroit's failure.
0: Between the Packard plant and Michigan Central Station, there were no other true contenders for Miss Ruin Porn USA. I mean, those two were simply the most iconic ruin porn images—not just in Detroit, but possibly of all decay in any city on the planet. Right? Partly the fact that the station is so large and it's so grand, even in its decline, and it was a beautiful grand structure. But to have it standing out there, on its own, nothing around it, it was just a powerful image. And obviously, it was a powerful image that wasn't doing Detroit any favors. And of course, there were a number of calls over the years when the building was owned by the Maroon family to tear it down.
1: It's not just the train station that wins. According to Dan, the whole area picks up a victory, Corktown and Southwest Detroit
0: both. Right now, the thing that makes Michigan Central Station smack dab in the middle of it such an interesting study is that we see historically, not just in Detroit, but in any city, when you make a major new investment, it has ripples that spread out. You know, People want to go where the action is. With Michigan Central being right there at the gateway between Southwest and Quirk Town, you're having two neighborhoods that are going to see a lot of benefit from that investment. So we have vacant lots that are getting parking garages, not necessarily the sexiest thing, but an important one. We're seeing new restaurants opening up along Michigan Avenue we have these large buildings and large swaths of land all over the city. Being able to land a project like that is truly catalytic. And the thing that makes all of this even more better is that we have Mayor Duggan's administration working with HUD, working with the State Housing Development Authority to ensure that there's gonna be more affordable housing, places for people to live, so they can be near the action.
1: The thing that strikes me the most is that the same building can be used as a symbol for both failure and potential. Dan has written multiple books on this exact topic, so I'll let him take us home.
0: I think at the end of the day, the story of the train station is it was a building that showed Detroit's promise and potential, and then it became a symbol of Detroit's blight and ruin, abandonment, decay, decline. And now, thanks to Ford, the train station is once again a symbol of Detroit's promise and potential. And so it's kind of come full circle. And I think that there's probably no more important development going on in Detroit right now, let alone the last 60, 70 years, than the train station. All of those people who looked at the train station said, look what a mess Detroit is, what a failure. If we can undo that and turn it from that symbol of blight into a symbol of beauty, And hope and promise, I mean, that's going to do just absolute wonders. You can't ask for a better statement than that.
1: Detroit will never likely return to the prominence it enjoyed during the automobile boom. As places like the Michigan Central Station rise from the ashes, the hope is Detroit will also never return to the despair that hung over the city for so long. Thanks to Dan Austin and Nick Baldwin for sharing their expertise with us today. Also, big thanks to Jeff Gilbert, my colleague, for his reporting. This podcast would not be possible without the work of our digital team. Check out www.jnewsradio.com for local news on demand 24-7, including the latest on the progress being made at the Michigan Central Station. Do you have questions, comments, or concerns about the Daily J? We want to hear them. Drop us an email at dailyj at odyssey.com. That's dailyj at audacy.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening.
3: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here.
1: Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.